1: back we are it's our final episode this week with with ben harper and uh, as you know i'm joined here this week with andy ellis
0: hello all
1: and uh we're wrapping up our week uh with ben and focusing on a different side of his musicianship and that's him as a producer and after we decided on this topic i, I was doing some research and i had, i knew he had was involved with the mavis record and i'd heard it when it came out and it was great but i totally missed that he was he produced that Natalie Maines record. Mm. You know, I didn't know that until yeah. uh, I did my research.
0: It's always interesting, I think, when a musician steps into the producer role, because the musician has sat on both sides of the glass, if you will. Yeah. And uh, Ben addresses this, and, and, and we ask him about that. And so, uh, without further ado,
1: yeah, and let's it,
0: just step right into it.
1: Yeah, and so we're going to hear Ben talk about it. And even, he's going to talk about a lesson he learned from Natalie, uh, mm. when it comes to slide guitar, which I to me was like the highlight of the episode for me. So, yeah. uh, so check this out. This is uh, our last episode here with Ben Harper.
0: So Ben, all these years of sitting in the guitar chair, quite literally, when you're playing lap slide, yeah. Um. Sometimes you have a producer, sometimes if it's your band, you may be the producer, but you're sitting in the guitar chair and you're, you're making the music and waiting for the external feedback when the, when the record button is off and, you know, how, how is it going. And, mm-hmm. and when, the, when it flips, when you're the person now watching or listening to the artist bleed metaphorically, into a microphone, you've you've earned the right to do this because of all the albums you've made. And at the same time, I think you probably have a deeper connection with the artist than many producers might who have never been behind the mic or who've never been in that guitar chair. Can you describe what it's like to look through the glass or stand next to the artist while they're making magic and what do you bring to the table? How do you support them in this undertaking,
2: Andy? There's always that magic moment where your suggestion makes, it opens up a door for them or a window, mm-hmm. but allows them to see something more clearly or excites them about their song, and here it makes them maybe even uh, reimagine or help them to. To make a contribution as to, as to as to the colors artists choose to paint with, and to have that and to recommend a color that actually that, that maybe they wouldn't thought wouldn't have thought of, but have been waiting to use fuchsia, ecru. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's, it's it, it just it's it's speaking of hard, thankless work, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. It is whoa because they're different. Every, the challenge with producing is that it's still their vision. You still have to get out of the way. But you also sometimes have to present, you have to keep, you have to protect them from themselves too, just like I've had to be protected from myself when I've been produced. And though even recent records, I mean, I, I had to start giving my band, my band, man, they will, even the records that say produced by Ben Harper have a lot of assistance from the genius of my players in the room, which is why I started insisting on giving them production credit because they were just adding too much to the music. And for the last number of records, my band is right front and center with production credit and engineers as well because A, they deserve it and B, I can't do it alone. But when I am producing, I also bring that to the table. I want, I want to help artists produce themselves while being the producer, help them filter their ideas and bring new ideas to the table. It's, 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 it's super exciting. And I want to do more of it. It just, the industry is currently devouring itself. And to make it something that is actually an affordable prospect, because it does take so much time. And there's a certain, I mean, to make a record of the standard that we require takes a little bit of dough, not a lot, but it takes a little bit. But by the time that little bit is spent, it all has to go into the music. There's no money for producers unless you're talking about the lane of pop. So, but I love doing it so much. I am ready to commit a part of my life for the love of, because I've taken a love to, I've taken to producing and love it as much as writing my own songs.
0: Wow.
2: And I hope, and I hope you can hear that in the Mavis record or in the Bird Thrower record. Or in that this a new band that got signed to the record label I'm on anti called Hey King. I love it. I love to do it, and I want to do more of it.
1: Do you have producer heroes like you have guitar heroes? Mm.
2: I I do. I love Butch Vig. I love Mitchell Froome. I love T Bone Burnett. I love Ry Cooter. Laundry List actually, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: With yeah. with somebody like Butch Vig, for example, what? Because that one seemed stuck out to me out of that list you, out of that list yeah. you uh, said. What is it about his productions you really like?
2: It's the it's the immediacy and urgency of of where it, it's it yeah it's 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 grunge, rock punk rock. But boy, is there a lot of pop and folk and other things in there and 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 um, singer songwriter, you know to to make it to take a genre like Mavis, where it is blues and soul, but it's also strictly folk music. It won the Folk Alliance Record of the Year, not to brag it, just it did. And that was of great pride to me because I did consider that they could hear the folk roots in that. You know, I recently made a record, produced a record for an incredible guitar player named Christopher Paul Stelling. Mm. I mean, he is a Virtuoso on the instrument. Yeah, I
1: think I saw him open for you once. I think you toured with him, right? Exactly, yeah, yep. Jason.
2: Exactly. And yeah, you could call it Americana. You could call it singer songwriter. You could call it any number of things. But it's 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 roots folk music. But I hear things different anyway because of my upbringing. But uh, I just I'm 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 amazed that Butch could make a record like Never Mind in the garbage records that that are pop yet urgently gritty. Mm-hmm.
1: His drum sounds are really really good that's and the
2: drum sounds you just can't you can't beat
1: them yeah on that garbage record I remember teenage Jason rocking that garbage record and seeing them yeah. open for yes. smashing pumpkins was was a pretty yeah. formative experience but you brought yeah. up the Mavis record a couple times and there I think a couple interesting things about that is that you produced it but you also wrote all the songs for it yeah so how did how did and and on top of it all she's a legend was likely yeah. a big hero and influence on you before you entered into this project. How did
0: all my life? How
1: did a legend like that connect with you and say, "Ben, not only do I want you to produce the record, but I want you to write all the songs"? How did that come to be? I've been,
2: been, I'd been, i uh, been, you know, I'd been serenading Mavis, you know, <laughs> from the ground to top the balcony for since I since I've been hustling. You know, yeah. I have been. She's known she and i have we've 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 been on a on a course to meet if if I can be so bold to say as much, mm-hmm. but I'd be at her shows and and would meet her and connect and finally was able to contribute a song for one of her records called love and Trust mm-hmm. and I, that song just and, and of all the songs on on the, uh, God, is that, is that on, the name of that record is, I should, know I'm, I'm, I'm terrible, she's so going to kick my ass for that. <laughs> One True Vine? No, no. I, anyway, it was the song off the record that she ended up playing every night. And I think that song so made an impact on her, she just basically said, give me 10 more of those, please.
1: Yeah. Uh, hmm. So the albums, We Get By... And yeah, your credit is, so do you only play on that one song on the record or do you?
2: Just on, yep, Okay. yep, just on change.
1: Well then there's an error in Wikipedia. Wikipedia says it's We Get By you play on.
2: Oh, I play on the, maybe the live version or something, you know, that tends to throw, nowadays you play something and it ends up on, it ends up all over the place as if it's the, the version.
1: So Mavis just wanted, like I said, just give me 10 more. When you When you, on the other side of that coin in a way, you have an artist like Natalie Maines, who you produced her yeah. record, which was a real yeah. surprise to me. I did, I had no idea there was a a musical connection there.
2: Yeah. Oh, and before we get to that, I'll tell you what, the, and the reason I didn't play on them because Rick Holmes from such a such Ooh. a beast. He's yeah. such an incredible guitar player that you know that it, my 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 input there wasn't needed. <laughs> and and the great thing about producing Natalie was. She's a badass, and she just steps behind the mic, sings three, three takes, sings three more, and makes your life really hard because you're choosing, you're choosing between gold and platinum. And then, as a slide guitar player getting to session on her solo record, her dad is Lloyd Maines. She's the slide guitar player's daughter. Yeah. My kids visited the studio session. Natalie was there. We were talking about slide guitar, and my oldest son and Natalie bonded because they both grew up with the sound of the steel guitar every day of their lives. And they had that in common. And like my son is a slide guitar player. He's a slide slide guitar player's son. She is a slide guitar player's daughter. Lloyd Maines is one of the best living pedal steel players. And she made it, she made me a better steel guitar player. That was part of the, I mean, Natalie's in this record in a way because I learned a lot from her about touch, feel and approach. How so? because Natalie Natalie interrupted Natalie interrupted what I thought I already knew which of course at a certain age is the only way to teach motherfuckers <laughs> So so she said she said don't she said i want you to slide that note until you until you can almost not hear it i don't want you to pluck it again it's still giving don't cut off the note when it's still giving she knows like, well, She was so right because pedal, you can you can hit the knee lever, you can hit the I mean you're flying a helicopter down there, you can hit it, have a note. So from her years, she she's not she wasn't used to having to keep you can sustain an instrument different on a pedal steel than you can on a lap steel. But she said, But why not, you know, make all attempts at sustaining that note on a lap steel as long as you can before you go to your next plug. And it shifted my physics. I was like, I don't I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known, I wouldn't that she was right.
0: I hear that at the end of London, for example, on your video.
2: Yes. You,
0: you, you aren't letting go. Not letting go. No.
2: No, that's you, right. I,
0: you, you know, because I was thinking, here's where the song ends. You know, it, thinking, uh, you know, normal architecture. Here's where the song ends. But Ben's face yeah. is just, it's not frozen. It's just waiting. And then I yeah. listen and I go, he's hearing it. He's hearing it but you yeah. had to tell me to listen cuz i was expecting the sort of normal da 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 blink. thank you yes. thank you ladies and gentlemen i'll be back tomorrow for another you know no you just you just you just wouldn't yes. let that sucker go i mean into infinity yeah and now maybe right. maybe i understand a little bit of the genesis of that
2: and the best part about that genesis is it's full circle I have learned as much from the artists I've produced, especially Natalie. Hmm. You just—I mean—I learned. I got it. I got a come up and ass whoop singing lesson from Mavis Staples. <laughs> right, yeah. priceless. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. That—that
1: <laughs> that reminds me, Ben—is years ago when I first started becoming a music journalist, and I was working with Andy. He always had this phrase, and we've said this phrase to each other several times, and and you talking about this brings it to mind, is that we are getting the best education that money cannot buy. Because it doesn't matter how many schools... Tell
2: tell me more.
1: (laughs) The fact that Andy and I make a living talking to our favorite musicians and guitar players and pulling information out of them, Mm -hmm. you know, and in a way, as a producer with Natalie and Mavis, you were on a similar thing. You know, you would have that's not a, you would have not gotten the same, right. singing lessons from Mavis right. had you not produced that record. You could go see her a thousand times. Mm-hmm. But until you sat in that chair with her, or until Natalie told you to hold on to that note, that's something that no amount of money could have bought for you. Right.
2: No, right. that's right. That's that same boat. Check out the first track on the B side, Lebanon. I mean, I'm holding that thing out and I wouldn't have got there if it weren't for that. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't letting, I wasn't maximizing my sustain, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could, there was so much more to be, to get out of the instrument.
0: Now has the Monteleone given you a little more runway to, to, to work with?
2: Yes, it has. Yep. Yep. It's sustained in overtones, 25 and a half inch scale, carved top and back. It allows you to, it, it, it brings out harmonics that I just never would have imagined existed. And you can definitely rely on them in a way. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Ben, I want to wrap up this week. Uh, we've talked about your, your new record a bunch in your past. What do you have uh, coming up? we got this new record coming up, coming out in October. But past that, what do you have coming up on your schedule that people can look forward to?
2: I've got to decide if I'm still going to make records after this if, or just do singles You know, I mean, I I, I still I still buy records. I still listen to records past and present, but I don't know. There's nothing more frustrating than putting out a 10 or 11 song record and having six people hear the ninth song. It's real. And I it's and I can't be the only one feeling that way. I'm not I'm not I, I think we've come full circle to the 1950s pre LP reality.
1: Well, I think now videos are the new singles. I mean, I know bands like uh, like Wolfpack—they just make a video for every song.
2: Yeah, you know? and video. I mean, a song's only half the song if there's not a moving image to go with it. You know, I wish you luck. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I hope. I hope. Uh, not only do I hope live gigs are are in everybody's future, but I hope. I think making a uh, a live record that includes some of this music in your in your innocent criminal set would be super hip. You're about due for a live record. You haven't put one out in a while,
2: man. Yeah, heck, I think Charlie Musselwhite and I have enough stockpile material to put out a live blues Ooh. record that would that would peel paint. Oh. But I'm with you. It is a some form of live record right now. Feels like the yeah, yeah. Because it yeah. I mean, if you're going to put out a record nowadays, man, it's got to be it's got to be so obvious that the songs go together. You know. And I do believe in the LP. I, I believe in it. And I'm I'm a i I'm you know, I, I'm I'm not waving a white flag by any by any means. I'm just I, I want to make a reggae record. Ooh. I do. I want to make a 10 song just burning reggae record. Wow. Uh, so that's exciting for me. And then as as you said, live. Yeah. And we know. just lost Toots. Yeah, yeah that, that would hurt me a lot. Man. Toots and I would, you know, we'd stay in in touch. And had a deep, deep love for one another. And he's just, he's, I've been seeing, I've been going to Toots. My mom took me to see Toots when I was 10 years old at the Roxy. And the fact that I would get to collaborate with him and share the stage with him on numerous occasions, been a life, he's a lifelong hero. So that one really just gave me pause and sat me down.
1: Yeah, right. So we got live record that reggae record. Cause now, now the criminal's been back for a number of years now. You got enough material on the last couple records to put out live record of of a bunch of newer stuff that wasn't on live for mars you know
2: yeah true yeah sure i think that's a good call i think that's a really good idea actually a live innocent criminal record with the four piece especially mm.
1: and throw some of this right in the that, middle some of this winners for lovers
2: yeah. although a live winner is for lovers could be fun maybe even i don't know i don't know i mean winner is for lovers is a that's live record saying, it's pretty <laughs> live and <then> inflated <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's no people there but it's live live it's recording live. yeah yeah it's living yeah <laughs> oh man this is this is fun you guys i mean i i i'm not a talking about i love conversing with you all about music it's really and if i did lean into you know going overboard in in any self-ingratiating way my oh. humble apologies i'm i am excited to talk about this record though um and especially with you two. Mm.
1: It was so much fun to catch up with you, Ben. Thanks again for taking the time. And and everybody, go check out Winners for Lovers, especially Track 9, so that way we can get more than six people to listen to Track (laughs) 9. Good call. (laughs) Hallelujah. All right, Ben. Thank you so much, buddy.
2: Thank you, guys.